everybody, it's Jeff with Ready Man. Got longtime Ready Man Josh is here with us tonight yeah. as well. The prodigal son returns. The prodigal son. The crash test dummy. Indeed. All healed up and ready to test some more car wrecks or oh, plane crashes. You know, whatever. Trains. Whatever comes my way. <laughs> so, you guys, hey, we're, we're talking about, hey, getting your butts off the couch tonight. You know, it is summertime out there right now. This is the time to get out to the mountains, take your family out, your kids. It, it's beach season. It's beach season. Yeah, so you got to make sure you have that that nice summer bod, that beach bod, you know. Well, hopefully you are working on that over the winter time. No, no, no. You, I'm sure there, there's things you can just buy a course online, just sign up um, in, in <laughs> you know, six days. Six-pack six, abs in six days. Yeah, six-pack abs in six days. Yeah, maybe seven. Two-minute abs. There you go. So yeah. we've got uh, – so you guys check in with us. Looks like Drew Wild. Hello, checking in there. And we've and, got a, and we've got a Harry, and, and um, we've got Harry out there. Of some course, some of you guys may not know this, um, but but Harry's been working really hard. I've actually been incredibly impressed with with what Harry's been putting in. You know, he decided, you know what, it's about time for me to get my butt up off the couch. And then and then the question is for all of us is what do I do, right? Yeah. What do I do I, now? Where do I start? Where do I start? You know, and, and so this is something that we've been working on and, and the struggle. And we've had this conversation, he and I, quite a few times. And this is probably the first time in, man, how many years has he been working for Ready Man? Two, couple years, two, yeah. three years, you know. So, you know, we, we've talked about this. We've started implementing some things and it, and it kind of, it never really panned out. Um, and and now we he's committed and he's he's on like a twelve day streak right now. I mean he is really yeah. He, he what is, have you what have you got him doing? It. Well, so so that was the so, key. So you guys that to to give you some background, Harry, that's on here. He's we're putting he's, you on blast, Harry. We're, we're putting you on blast, Harry. Harry's got some health issues with his lungs, which preclude him from being able to. It makes it very difficult for him to exercise. Yeah, and so you know, and that's and it, so it's been this constant trying to figure out okay what can we do to help him along the way because as you guys know emergency preparedness the foundation mm -hmm. of any emergency preparedness plan is fitness yeah i mean you have to be physically capable of doing a thing otherwise you can't do it I mean. you can't do it <laughs> so when we were looking at it you know we had talked about where what we had tried in the past and then where that fell off and and you know the the realization was we were looking at you know some of some of the things that that Harry used to be able to do, and we weren't focusing on the here and now. Mm. And I think that's a common mistake that we make, um, where we look at you know 10, 20 years ago, our former selves, you know, arguably at the peak of our ability, and then we say, okay, I'll just do about seventy five percent of that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that may be, and then when we actually try and do that. When we fall short, it is incredibly frustrating, and then we end up we end up just throwing in the towel because we're we're only getting a fraction of that of that goal that we set for ourselves. Yeah, and and I think you know it's like our our brain remembers, but our body doesn't. Yes, and so our body starts rebelling against us, especially as we get older. Mm -hmm. We get more busted up, you yeah, know, with spine and back and shoulders and all of that stuff. So. Let's talk about. So we're using we're using Harry as kind of yep. our, you know our case in point where it's like we've got a guy that he's got some health issues going mm -hmm. on, and um, the the Marine Corps did a wonderful job of of not really helping destroying him out his him, body, destroying yeah. his body. So and and this can be essentially a, a litmus test for everybody. It's like okay, 
where do you start? Yeah. And how do you keep going? So what are we what are we doing? And we're seeing progress. With yeah. Gary. Yeah. And th- this is something that I actually picked up from the guys over at nonprofit. So Mark Twight and Michael Blevins and these guys who are absolute titans in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. I've been hanging around them for a while. And it was interesting the way they set this um, mentality up. And this is something that I've been implementing with with Harry. And it's basically setting the right expectations mm-hmm. um and, and in doing that we've got to we've got to take our ego away right in the sense of like not comparing ourselves to our former selves but let's let's try and get a realistic evaluation of where we are now and harry just posted it there the abc goals right mm-hmm. so what i'm doing with harry is i'm setting the a goal which is something that we both are very confident that he can achieve and right now that goal is just getting one lap around the around the compound here mm-hmm. if he can go out and walk one wrap one lap that's successful that's an a right and then if he's feeling really good the b goal is then to do three laps for that day mm-hmm. right and then the stretch goal the the really like man it's going to be hard but it is a possible thing is the c goal which is to do two laps back to back and the parameter I said for him is you have to do those 10 days in a row before we move on, you know, because the tendency is like, this is boring. This is too easy. This is pointless. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, yes, the exercise in of itself isn't that hard. The challenge that I'm sending for him right now is to do it consistently. And we've had a few hiccups, you know, some things came up and he made a, a really good six day streak and then dropped. And it's like, OK, well, we don't get to move on until you hit those 10 days in a row. So really he's actually been almost, you know, 18 days going on three weeks now working at it. But you know, that consistency. And so what essentially what we're doing is we're playing with the psychology. We have to know ourselves Mm -hmm. well enough to figure out how to trick ourselves, or if we can enlist somebody, have them be clever enough to trick us is kind of the idea. So tonight what we're talking about is getting your butt off the couch. It's summertime. And the foundation of any emergency preparedness plan is fitness. And really, if we look at the probability of threat that we're all going to face, you know, it's health issues. At yeah. some point in I mean, time, we're going to get sick. <laughs> well, and that and that is, the, I mean, if we're looking at survivability, right, or survival is just the art of not dying. Mm. And in that, by that logic, we have to look at, well, what's the first thing or what's the most likely thing that's going to kill me? The probability of threat. If we look at statistics of things that are going to kill us in this life, probability speaking, it's not going to be getting in a gunfight. It's, 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 heart it's heart disease, disease and cancer. Yeah, which are very much metabolic and health related. And so how do we, how do we improve our, our, you know, how do we, pervu- per, how do we improve our survivability? And and we can say diet and exercise, and this is specifically we're focused on fitness because you can actually, I mean, the diet part, a lot of that is more aesthetic. You know what I mean? They say that that abs are made in the kitchen, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it's not so much about looking a certain way, although I'm sure many of us have have a goal that we would like to look. But when we're talking about preparedness, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's what are you capable of doing? Um, And that comes back to... What are you capable of doing right now? Not 10 years ago, not when you were in high school, not in your heyday, but, you know, right now, today, what what are you actually capable of? And if that isn't where it needs to be, 
then we need to we need to get our butts off the couch and and, and go out there and, and find work it. on it. Yeah, right. And work on it. Um, and and so going back to to Harry and what we're doing, again, it comes back to the expectation versus reality, um, and setting the right expectations for mm-hmm. ourselves and and going into it. I think someone mentioned on there um, a little bit further up. Essentially, you know, nobody's keeping score. Right. Yeah. There, there's no one. So, yeah, it says uh, it's a huge factor and he sees it with his buddies all the time. This is Greg talking. And then especially ones used to be high level from everything from weights to golf. And you, you got to start each day fresh. Yep. And that's something that we man, we get really especially in fitness. We get married to numbers. Um, if we write something down in a little book, then if that doesn't happen, then we're utter failures. Right. And this is going to sound like very. I don't know, counterintuitive, you know, because we're thinking, you know, go hard all the time, 110%. And if you're not laying on the ground, throwing up, you didn't work hard enough. And it's like, man, that's not how. That's not a sustainable long-term plan. It's not. And that's not how elite, <laughs> elite people train. No. How many, how many days outside of like your selection process were you guys bent over and dying, throwing up near death? Yeah. I mean, you, you've got. When you PT and, or and, whatever. And even then it was, and even then you had hard days and light days and the yeah. weekends off and you know and all right that no stuff, no no. So. it's it's you know and, but that's social media it's hashtag no days off ever <laughs> ever you know i mean and 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 we start to buy into that we we follow these people and all you see is them crushing it every single day and you're like oh my gosh well what you don't know is that person is taking ice baths and they're doing this that and the other thing oh and by the way they are 100 percent taking days off they just happen to backload some images well, and, and they're not crushing it every single day no it's not it's not sustainable no you can't you know the biggest problem that we'd run into is like you'd train for something and you'd it and if you peak too soon you can only hold your peak for yeah and then you're going back down so it's like you hit that peak too soon and then all of a sudden you're you're running into problems so that's where it's like we look at a guy like harry or even us that or at least me that's pushing 50 where it's like okay what is my long-term sustainable plan? Yeah. How do I do that? And so many people ask us all the time. It's like, man, I don't even know where to start. It, it is really hard um, because there's so many factors, right? It's one of those things where I, you, you can't you can't just make a blanket statement and say, okay, this is what everyone needs to do. Everyone, start doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. End of story. Mic drop. Done. Right. <laughs> it's not a one size fits all. There's a lot of different things to consider. And so this is where we ourselves have to take some personal mm-hmm. responsibility and look at this thing because no one's going to hold your hand through it. You know what I mean? Like Harry is, has been mo- very motivated. Right. And he's been working really hard to doing this and it all falls on him, but he still needs someone to consult. Right. And he's looking outside of that where he came to me. But once I gave it to him, it's like, all right, buddy, it's on you. I'm not you know, I'm not, I'm not standing over you. I'm not counting so every why, day. So why, you know, so we're, we're, we're talking, why start with walking? Why not start with push-ups? Why not start with throwing weights around in the gym that's down there? Right? Sure. I, I mean, for him specifically, a lot of it is, is weight-based, mm-hmm. right? Um, the biggest thing that we need to do before we do anything is shed some pounds because he's carrying around a lot of excess weight. So it's not going to, and the best way to do that is through steady rate cardio. Okay. I mean, proven hands down, say what you want. What is, what is steady rate so cardio steady, for the folks listening? Yeah, so steady state or steady rate cardio is holding a certain heart rate um, for a length of time. And again, this this varies off the, based off the conditioning 
or how conditioned you are, right? Because for a marathon person, you know, someone who's an ultra marathon runner, a, a distance athlete, that heart rate level and that distance are going to be much longer than the average person. Mm -hmm. You know, that specifically for me versus Harry is going to be very different. Um, but, but the idea is we need to get him up and moving for longer and longer periods so that we can burn more, burn more, burn more calories. So at, at what point, so when he's walking, I mean, cause obviously there's different, there's different speeds and whatnot sure. of walking. So what's the guidelines for him for the, so the basis for the exercise program for him is starting out with walking, how fast and how long. You know, because he's walking around the building. Yeah. Here. So how fast and how long to, to start establishing that rhythm? So the, the, the pacing that we're doing right now is essentially for him. And again, we're starting, we're starting pretty, um, pretty base level, right? I mean, we're simply just trying whatever pace you can do to complete it, right? Um, and generally, that's going to be about a, a conversational pace. Mm-hmm. He's walking at a rate that he, you know, isn't stopping, but, and we can still have a conversation and that, that generally, I mean, you can get really specific and get heart rate monitors and that sort of thing. And you can base that off of your VO two max. We can get really go down the rabbit mm -hmm. hole, but for most of us, unless you're trying to be in peak physical, you know, condition, um, being, being at that, being that pace is pretty good. And he's, so he's now working on getting five minutes um, per lap. And it's probably about, I don't know, I'd say it's a little bit over 400 meters, mm -hmm. the distance that he's walking. And what are you doing that? Hey, Harry, what are you doing that in now? How long does it take you to go? Around so he's saying about, about his sub goal five minutes. is, well, his goal is sub five. Yeah. Minutes. And he sent me a couple that's about four. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little bit longer than 400 meter, but I mean, he's, he's probably at about a 405 is the yeah. best as he's done it in. You know, if if he was, oh, to I got you. So you can do it under five, but you're right there. You've got to, you've got to push, push yeah. to get under five. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, and Straight so, goal. and again, so you guys can understand like the the scalability. Um, you know, we're doing we're doing one at a time right now, and then up to up to three or sorry, up to four total. And then the next stretch goal is for him to do two laps back to back without stopping. You know what this, you know what this reminds me of is my brother, um, my brother, you know, he's an odd, he was an entrepreneur. He's still an entrepreneur. And, um, he had, he had gotten into horrible shape mm -hmm. and, um, you know, was eating wrong and sitting around and working nonstop. And so he was, came to me and said, Hey, I want to, I want to get into shape. And I was like, all right. And funny enough, we started him off walking. And like literally, we were walking around the block yeah. of my uh, where my parents' house is, where you know, in that area. And it was about it's about the same size as the the block here that mm -hmm. the building's on that Harry's walking. And it was and it was the, it was the same exact thing where it was he you know he's out of breath, he's having a heck of a time, but he stuck with it. It was that consistency. Fast forward a year later, so it was actually it was a little bit less than a year. It was about nine months later, we ran. Uh, a trail marathon together. No kidding. Mm -hmm. That's legit. That's no joke. Yeah. So he went. He went from barely being able to walk around a neighborhood block mm -hmm. to about nine months later, we we ran a trail marathon together. So you're talking. It didn't take very long for that. You know, for those 
bounce for those jumps to come. Yeah, in. and 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 that's and that's the thing, and that's again some of the perspective that we have to keep, right? Where also, I mean, all in all, that's a profound change in you know in a year's worth of time. Yeah, right. Profound change. However, most of us think that that's an incredibly I mean that's 365 days that takes forever and that's and, and again that's a perspective it's like well how long did it take you to get where you are right mm -hmm. it's not you're not going to reverse that overnight you're not going to change that in two weeks you know right. and that's and that's where we also fall in this trapping of hey I've done this for two weeks I see no results whatsoever it's not working all hope is lost I'm bagging it I'm, I'm, I'm out you know and that's that's the really, really hard part. And that's why we're setting such small incremental benchmarks. That's another thing that we do where we, we, we make these really grandiose milestones, you know, that are so far apart that we hard to, hard to attain them. Well, it, it's hard to see the progress until you're there. Mm. And, you know, and if, and if that's a month away at day 17, you know what I mean? Like we, we just can't see that mm -hmm, the, the forest mm -hmm. through the trees at that point. And so that uh, we shoot ourselves in the foot. So what are you doing? You know, we're about, you know, we're about halfway through the show. -ish. Yeah. But it, what are you doing as far as like diet? Like you had said that earlier in the, in the show where it was like, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. Uh -huh. So what are you doing? What do you, what are your suggestions to him about diet? Man. Because I, I've seen diet can be such a huge impact on exercise yeah well again if we can if we can find ways to shed weight now we all of a sudden we're moving a lot better i mean imagine you know your your car if you just loaded the trunk full of bricks what that would do to your gas mileage mm -hmm, yeah. right and essentially if you're 50 100 pounds overweight you're just carrying around bricks mm -hmm. you know now if you get into a bind and you have to build a shelter to survive you're good so. you're, you're you're good right but the likelihood of that you know because that's what some people will say like well in a post-apocalyptic world this is just going to be you know I'll, I'll just live off my subcutaneous fat and for energy stores and it's like maybe uh, yeah, but you're working harder too <laughs> yeah so so i don't know that that's the best way to go um certainly you don't have to be on the cover you know magazine photo shoot ready Mm -hmm. That's probably not ideal either. But when we're talking about diet, I mean, the, the simplest thing is really eating like an adult. So there, there's two things that I would say is like eat like a grown up. You know, look at the food that you're about to eat. And is this something that, that I would feed a child that I would expect, you know, a six year old to eat? Or is this something that, that a grown up would probably eat mm. um, and use that as a because, you know, there's so many conflicting things on how many carbs, how much fat, how much protein, you know, ketogenic or, or vegan or whatever. I don't really care about that. You know, you can run down that rabbit hole. So I, I guess we could hit that. Like there's some baseline truisms. Like, yes. If you're drinking soda pop, <laughs> you're killing yourself. Yeah. They're, they're, that's... And, and diet soda pop in my, and this is, and you back me up on this diet soda pop is probably worse for you than regular soda pop. Yeah, it, it, there, there's little to no value in it whatsoever. Yeah, you know? it, it's not that it's zero, it's detrimental. It's actually, yeah, it's actually negative. Um, so that, I mean, that again, but I, I don't look at soda pop as being, you know, or, or cola or whatever you call it. Um, that's not an adult thing. Like that, to me, that's for children. Like you like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not to say that you can't ever have sweets or you can't ever have, you know, something that you enjoy, you know, it's everything 
everything in moderation, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, man, if you're slamming a big gulp of Diet Coke every day, that's that's not a good thing. No, that's, you know, it's I mean, talk about a toxic lifestyle. Yeah, it's like this constant stream of toxic, noxious chemicals yeah. into your body. It's like, yeah, Whoa. well, and, and so and there was someone that was a little bit further up and they were asking, you know, in preparation for the end of the world, um, post-apocalyptic um, caffeine shortage. What in the world are they going to do? Because they're obviously a, a big fan of Black Rifle Coffee, and they probably consume far much much like a much like us here. Probably drink way more coffee than they should. Yeah. Um, you know, and what do you do to to dial that back? And that you just simply dial that back. Yeah. You just t- you start titrating it. Yeah. I've started doing that with my coffee consumption because, mm-hmm. like, I. You know, I drink way too much coffee. And so I've actually started pulling that back. And, and it's like you start getting the DTs. Like, you know, I had this headache and I was like, man, why do I have a headache? And I was like, oh, because oh yeah, I haven't. Is, you know, it's the caffeine, lack yeah. of caffeine headache. And, yep. And, 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 and again, we're, we, we, we tend to, and I don't know, I don't know if this is necessarily like an American cultural thing or, or just, just maybe the time, you know, in general, and this may be worldwide, but this all or nothing mentality, it's, it's either you drink a gallon of soda, you know, or 17 cups of coffee or none or nothing or zero. But you know what though? I just read that the number one drink in America for the first time in a long time is water. It finally has surpassed soda pop. Now, um, and this is, this is something that you'll agree with. And I'm just going to throw that out there. Just just when people thought they were getting a grasp on things and like really feeling comfortable, people are drinking too much water, most likely. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta give you. Uh, I gotta give you Timothy Noakes books. Yeah, waterlogged. I'm yeah. reading that right now. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. And again, this is something that that the um, the nonprofit Mark and and Michael those guys talked about. You know, athletes going and doing these ultra you know, performance things, you know, they're not loading up with Gatorade and they're barely drinking any water mm-hmm. during these, you know, incredibly long mm-hmm. efforts. I mean, we're talking like, like nine, 10 hours of, you know, sustained movement and they're, you know, and they're drinking a fraction of what we water. The book is waterlogged by Timothy Noakes. And, um, it's, it is, it's, it's pretty heady science. But it's fascinating where he's like, yeah, if you if you look at the studies and this is actually way more common for products that people like if you look at the studies and you backtrack who, you know, especially for when we start talking hydration and mm-hmm. athletes, you backtrack that back. Gatorade was funding a whole big majority of those studies. So Shocking. It was like, well, of course, you know, you need Shocking. <laughs> oh, wait, a big corporation is trying to <laughs> yeah. influence the, the science so that people go oh, weird. Um, so, so anyway, we'll, we'll <laughs> we won't run down that rabbit hole. Um, but diet, what but, do you, but, what do you, yeah, what do you so, push it? What are you telling him? Hey, when you're going out, I'm walking, you know? Yeah. So what, should, what do we, what does he need to hold back on? Yeah. So it's, so it's eating like an adult, right? And, and, and what I mean is if it comes in a package, you know, and again, it's, it's, we're talking about like pop tarts and, and all this like processed stuff that is really super convenient, you know, and that's, therein lies the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 generally not good for you. Like I have yet to find something that comes in a package that is better than 
food that you have to actually cook up yeah. and, and prepare. And, it, and it's time-consuming and it's difficult. Well, we hear this term all the time called preservatives. Yeah. You know, the food that has preservatives. And what gets lost in that translation is a lot of times the preservative is high fructose corn syrup mm-hmm. that is preserving the food because it's, you know, which is nothing more than just sugar. Yeah. So that that's preserving the food to keep it from going bad so that it tastes good or better longer mm-hmm. because they've poured a bunch of sugar in there. And then if they're, it's not supposed to have a bunch of that sugar, then they pour a bunch of salt in there so that they can. So now you've got the double whammy of the preservatives with the sodium and the sugar that are preserving. Yeah, but there's zero is. fat. So but there's zero fat. So it must be OK. Right. Yeah. Right. So so that's the thing. Such, is, it's such a huge lie that was sold to the American public. So and that and that's probably just another thing worth note is taking taking some of the stuff with a grain of salt, mm. you know, pun, pun intended there, where, you know, do do a little bit of the research before you before you go and and take this article at face value, consider the source. Where is it coming from and what agenda mm. do the people have who are putting it out? And and this is something that, that we often mistake. Um, you know, we, we have this feeling that these these media outlets are, are are trying to help us. They're trying to educate educate us, right? Right? They're they're telling us about what the diet, you know, make sure this the one thing to eat for every breakfast or never eat breakfast or, you know, and the same publication might contradict that. You know, mm-hmm. one week, one month it's like, oh you you know, studies say you have to eat breakfast or you'll die. And then a little while later it's like eating breakfast is found to not be and it's like <laughs> And it's the same place, right? And and we make the mistake of thinking that they're here to help us. They they want to educate us. They want no. They don't care. They don't care about the end the, user. They're here to put out a story. They're here to put out content so that you hopefully click, you know, somewhere on that sidebar, and they can get the ad revenue. Yep. That's it. They're they're this. They're just there to get eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. And once I once we realize that, then all of a sudden we can. We can look thing look at things with a little bit better lens, um, and then we have to start. And there's a the hard part. Now we have to start doing some of our own research and going back to the original question of what we were talking about diet and what what the advice was. So it was eating like an adult, and then um, the other thing is actually tracking your calories, tracking what you're eating, mm-hmm. and and this is something that for for a long time because I used to do it when I first started fighting. Um, in order to hit hit the hit the numbers, you know, and make the weight, because I didn't know if I could actually get there or not, so I had to be really, really dialed mm-hmm. in. Then it was like, oh, I can kind of do this by feel, right? Going back and, and re-tracking, and now we've got technology where you can just enter it into your phone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way more convenient. Yeah. Um, and just just being mindful and cognizant of what we're eating has made a huge, huge difference. Mm. Um, and, and I think we have to understand again, the psychology of what, you know, of what food can do for us. You know, are we eating because we're actually hungry? I mean, this is a comment that I'm starving. Yeah. Are you really, are you, I mean, let's, you know what I mean? And obviously that's hyperbole, but it's, yeah, my fitness pal is fantastic. Jason, that's, that's, that's what I use as well. Um, but you know, we say I'm starving and it's like most of us don't really know what it means to be, you know, deprived for, for more than like a meal or so. Mm-hmm. Like unless you've unless you've gone through ranger school or some other, you know, re, or or been 
incredibly impoverished, you know, um, we don't ranger school. <laughs> we we don't we don't know what that feels like, and so you know we oftentimes are like, oh, I'm so hungry, I have to eat this thing, and it's like, well, not necessarily. And having that, you know, having a goal set and, and recognizing where I That's am right. on that has been incredibly helpful for me. I realize there's probably about three or four hundred extra calories that I was sneaking in each day unnecessarily. And when I look at that, when I look at that number in my, the, the tracker tells you when you're there, it's like, oh, okay, I'm there. I don't really need this. You know, we, we have this weird fear of going to bed hungry. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I don't want to go to bed hungry. I, man, I, I think a lot of us would do better if we, if we did that more often. If we did. Yeah. You know, well, that was that, uh, what was that? The warrior diet that was popular for a while where it's like, it was intermittent fasting. Uh-huh. And, and so you would you'd eat in the evening so you'd have a big meal in the evening time yeah. and then you'd sleep and then you'd wake up you'd have just a little bit and then you know you have a little bit throughout the day just kind of kind of like snacking yeah. and then you would hit your mm-hmm. so essentially you're eating one meal a day one yeah, big one, meal a day yeah one one big meal a day and and that's and that's one of those things where a lot of it comes down to your your lifestyle you know what I mean? And what your schedule is like, because not everyone, you know, you can intermittent fast and you can that that can be very successful mm-hmm. where you kind of just have one big meal at, at one point in the day. Um, or you can do the the traditional kind of like bodybuilding thing where you're eating six smaller meals throughout the day. Um, really, the only thing that, that seems to make a difference if we're talking about losing weight is a caloric deficit, mm-hmm. and which means essentially that I'm burning more calories than I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. And again, we, we tend to take that into extremists where it's like, okay, man, I've got to, I've got to cut my calories by a thousand a day, you know, well, and again, it's not sustainable. And you can really get mired down in, you know, in macros and, you know, proteins, fats, and, and, mm-hmm. and carbohydrates and that sort of thing. And that's something where I would, I would just advise to, Start experimenting and seeing what works. Um, going back to the caloric deficit, again, I man, start small, right? Don't don't try and drop like, oh man, I just realized I'm eating 3,600 calories a day. You know what? I'm going to cut that back to 1,200. Yeah. It's, again, it's not sustainable. You know, and 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 Josh Fry is you know eating food. Great point. Eating food that you raise or grow yourself does wonders for your health. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the the whole idea of farm to table and you know, something that we're growing ourselves is, is ideal. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat the food that is coming from your own backyard. You know exactly mm-hmm. where, it, where it comes from. Well, what's and that's, been put and that's on all it. about the emergency preparedness too, where it's yeah. like, you know, have know how to procure and grow your own food because that's all part of self-sustainability and self-reliance. And it's actually, it's a lot of fun. We have chickens in mm-hmm. our backyard that will that'll go out they keep the bugs down like we have snails or whatever and they and the chickens love the snails and you can always tell when the when they've been chewing on the snails because they're eggs so we get about an egg a day for the chickens and then the eggs are like this neon yellow it looks like you've put cheddar cheese in there no kidding because the protein content is so high and they taste delicious like our like our chickens that we have you know we've got six chickens i don't put salt or pepper on the eggs wow just you know, cook them and eat them and they're, and they taste great. 
That's hard. so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's way better eggs than yeah than you can get into the store. I mean, it's it's much but and and it's also it's like one of those. Yeah, we're you know we're practicing self reliance and all of that. Well, and it's very rewarding, right? I mean, it's the the literally the fruits and vegetables of, of your, your own labor, labor right? Yes. Which which you know is there's something incredibly satisfying to that, and I think. You know what? What Joshua Fry is alluding to there is how that does wonder for your health. Mm-hmm. Not only you know literally, but you know I would say almost like spiritually. If we want to get kind of hippy dippy with it, right? Well, and it's and it's getting your butt off the couch too. Yeah, it's I mean, like going out there and weeding the garden and checking on that, and going down checking on you know hauling the big bag of feed. Yep. So you can you know get your supplement the food mm-hmm. for the chickens and make sure that they've got water and all that. It's getting your butt off the couch and going out and doing something. Yeah, and and you know what? Speaking of getting your butt off the couch, again, we, we often think about fitness being relegated to the confines of this brick-and-mortar place, right, mm-hmm. where it ha- we have to go to a Gold's Gym or a Vasa or a Planet Fitness or whatever. CrossFit. CrossFit. We have to go in this place, and fitness can occur outside of those walls, and that is the furthest thing from the mm-hmm. truth. I mean, you know, simply – the act of walking, which if if you're capable of walking, then you have all the prerequisites there, right? You just got to pick a location and go. I mean, th- th- there is exercise right there. And, you know, we, we tend to downplay the benefit of, of simple body weight stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and again, that's the next progression with Harry now. Now that we've got him on that 10-day streak and he's accomplished goal number one, now we're going to continue to do that, but now we're going to add just some basic body weight exercises doing push-ups. And again, we've remediated that quite a bit to where it's not just your standard push-up because, you know, that's what we need to do. And that was the conversation that we had is like, okay, if you can't do a regular push-up, that's fine. You know, again, no one's no one's keeping score here. There, there's there's mm-hmm. no drill sergeant that's going to come and chew you out for whatever. The goal is to just be moving, right? So we've we we've tailored it so that he can actually accomplish that. And his goal is to get 20 during the day. Mm-hmm. And if that's literally 20 sets of one, I do not care. That is success. So so here's an here's kind of an interesting story, right? So I was watching the documentary about Ted Bundy. Okay. So you're and you're asking, whoa. All right. What does Ted Bundy got to do with <laughs> fitness here? So at one point he was out in uh, Colorado, one of the ski resorts where he had murdered somebody, and um, he was on the second floor where they were holding him in the courthouse, and so he would get on his bunk in his jail cell and jump off the bunk onto the floor. And he would do this hundreds of times, hundreds of times. And they're like, Ted, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just exercising. Well, then he went in. They would let him into the law library because he was defending himself because he's a complete whack job. And he was defending himself. Well, the deputies turned their back. Well, what he had been training for in his jail cell was jumping out of the second story window, which he did hit the ground got because he was like, yeah, I was getting my legs in shape. So he was jumping off his bunk to get his legs in shape, jumped out of a second floor window, hit the ground, gone. And it took him. And the only reason that they, he came back is because he was in the mountains and he couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. And so he lived out for like five days and then he eventually came back. But 
That's what you can do. That's body weight exercise. You can do a lot with a little. It, yeah. If, if you if you practice a little bit of imagination and don't discount that stuff. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing. I mean, there there's really something to be said for persistence and repetition, mm-hmm. right? Um, where it's like, man, you can move a mountain a spoonful at a time. You know, it's going to take a while, but it can be done. Yeah. And I think sometimes we need to look at our fitness in the same way. I mean, much like the how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite, one at, bite a time, at a time. Right. And, and, and one, give ourselves the, the license to take the smallest steps we need to. Mm-hmm. Again, just because it's not just because you don't think that it's Instagram worthy doesn't mean that it's worthless. Right. There's plenty of stuff that I do in terms of exercise that I don't put on my social media because Honestly, man, unless unless there's four plates on the bar, there's no point in I don't feel I don't feel like I need to show anybody that. Right. But there's still a lot of work that I can do and a lot of gain I can do that's sub max. So don't discredit that. I mean, there is no step that is too small um when you're trying to go that. So and the other thing too is um not beating ourselves up. Not if we fail, but when we fail, or rather falter. Yeah. Uh, it's not failing; it's faltering. Right? There is going to be, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm terribly guilty of this for myself. It's like, man, I will beat myself up so terribly bad if, if I set out to do something and I miss that mark for whatever reason. Yeah. Right? Okay, so th- I'm going to do this, 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 and this in terms of workout. I'm going to go in and I'm going to get, I'm going to get this run in the morning. And then I'm going to go to the gym. I hit this lift, and then in the evening I'm going to go and I'm going to train you know, uh, boxing. And then none of those things happen, or even if two out of those three happen, I'm still like, man, I, I suck today. And it's a easy, it's a easy, easy trap. It's to a fall really into. easy trap to fall you know, into. I was reading this, I was, you know, reading this book about Zen meditation mm-hmm. and it was like, simply, it was like, here, I'll teach a Zen meditation in two minutes, right? You sit in a quiet place and you count your breath. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sit there, count your breath. One, two, and then it says in the book, and it's like, and when you get distracted, just gently bring yourself back in and start all over again and start counting your breaths again. Because the brain, because you will fail. You will fail. I mean, life intervenes. Life intervenes. I mean, even as a professional athlete, when that was my job, my full-time job was to train and work out. There were days where I where I didn't hit the mark for whatever reason, whether it be sick, whether it be just you know mental health, stuff whatever going on. stuff going on. I mean, things happen, and and we have to we have to factor that in and get right back on track. The same thing with diet, right? Again, we start. We're going. I'm going to eat healthy, and then then pretty you, soon you realize, and you you get that donut, and you're like, oh, okay. Oops. Gently bring yourself back in. Right. And and what most people do is they just like, well, there goes my diet. And now I start eating like, a, you know, a, a three-year-old again. <laughs> right? Where it's just like, well, oh, I, candy snacks. I guess snacks. I eat the pecan pie too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and again, um, you know, no one, no one got out of shape by missing one workout. And no one got in shape by doing one workout. And right. same thing with diet. You there didn't, you go. You didn't get. You know, you didn't get fat by eating one bad meal, and you're not going to get skinny by eating one salad. It, again, just like Jason Seal is saying, um, consistency is consistency key. is key. Long term, sustainable plan. Yep. And and so again, human nature, right? And the better we can know ourselves, the more effective mm-hmm. this is going to be. Where, okay, this is how I set things up so that I don't fail. Right? Um, I make sure that I get enough sleep because I know. 
if I'm if I stay up till 2 a.m. and I, my only time to work out is at six, that's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we we have to plan for those contingencies, and I think that's something that for the preparedness um, sector. Right. I mean, every, everyone here is is about being prepared and being yeah. ready. Right. We need to prepare for our own psycho- psychology, um, which sometimes we don't. We, we uh, you know, it's Murphy's law. Right. Anything that can go wrong will, will go wrong. So yeah. we need to have those contingency plans in place um, so that we can get right back on track because we are going to falter. That's just. Yeah, we are. Truth. We're human beings. Yeah. All right. You guys, that's I mean, we're about out of time. It's yeah. amazing how fast the man time goes we it's great to have josh on the other side of the table for me it's been a while indeed so if you haven't if you haven't uh been to savage gentlemen go check out savage gentlemen you've been doing a bunch of uh podcasts with that yeah where can they find that so savagegentleman.com you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts live but you can go to the website and everything is there we've coming out with with a lot of cool products i mean this shirt is one that we just released these are the tools of the trade so we've got our yeah, so we've got our, our straight razor, the flask, which, you know, is important for a lot of us. Um, brass knuckles and a Bowie knife. You know, the, the essentials. And the arrows. And the arrows, of course. So, you know, both Savage. Mostly it's a Savage shirt, but there's some gentleman stuff in there. But, yeah, check us out. Um, you know, we're, we're into new things. And, and for the people that are looking for maybe a little bit more guidance in the realm of like, okay, but, but seriously, what do I do? I need things to follow. Um, there's a couple places. One, you can check out survival fit. Um, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of stuff backlogged there. And then I'm, I'm working with those same people that I was telling you, um, Michael and Mark and, and his wife, Aaron to where they're actually coming out with a fitness program, like a 21 day weight loss challenge where we're actually going to be designing, Body weight movement, so you don't need a gym, and it'll be 21 days of working out. So if you need some ideas to kind of jumpstart that, no, there you go. Um, you know, awesome. stay tuned. You guys can follow me directly, Josh Tyler MMA. I'll be pushing that out once it once it launches soon, because um, I know we spoke in very general terms. Yeah. So some of you guys might want some more specific stuff. All right, you guys, that's it for the live show tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll have a brand new show for you come Wednesday. Make sure you guys keep blasting in your comments. And if you have any questions about fitness or diet or whatnot, you can hit up Josh or, I mean, you can ask me and I'll probably just refer you over to Josh, but, and, um, but you guys, thanks so much for tuning in and we're, we're cranking.